0: Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now, here's Connie.
1: Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks for joining me this week. Alrighty, my motivational quote today is actually by Jim, Jim Rohn, and it says, If you just communicate, you can get by. But if you communicate skillfully, you can work miracles. The art of speaking, communicating, and presenting is probably our most essential skill. Have you ever been asked a question only to actually have the listener's eyes glaze over or have them look away as you're answering? How about the flip side? When you meet someone at a party or or a networking event, do you really listen to what they're saying, or are you guilty of non-listening to? One of my former colleagues many years ago used to say, we have one mouth and two ears, so we should be listening at least twice as much as we speak. Yet, this rule doesn't seem to imply, apply to most people that we actually communicate with. So why is that? Those of us who are really interested and choose to listen actively, that would be me, what, what are we missing? Smacking someone in the face and saying, hey, I'm, I'm talking over here probably isn't the best alternative, although I know sometimes we, we really would love to do that. For all of us, listening and conversing is an interactive and lively way um, of speaking. It's something that I think we work on daily. Esther Hughes is a communications expert and she's going to help us fine-tune those skills so that you'll never be the victim of a deaf ear again. Take some notes so you can uh, learn a tip or two as to how to become just an amazing presenter. So listen up. Ha ha, that was a joke. (laughs) Esther is an author of actually three books speaker and enthusiastic entrepreneur her company is called the center for elite women communicators and she has a vision of having a world without boring speakers yay which is only her mission um which is why her mission is to help entrepreneurs authors leaders and coaches to rock their talk and get more gigs her magnetic personality and um relational expertise sets an example for all who aspire to communicate more confidently. I know I do. So help me welcome Esther.
2: Hi, Esther. Thanks for being on. Hey, Connie. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Uh, You know, I'm, I'm excited to have you on. This is one of my, I think key components when I, when I train or, or when I speak with my uh, clients, it's the whole communication process and we really lack at it as humans. So I'm excited about today's topic. Now I, I want to go back to your bio. Um, you said that your vision, uh, I see that the vision for your company, the Center for Elite Women C- C- Communicators is to have a world without boring speakers. I love that. Can you explain a little more?
2: I absolutely can, and I'm really glad you love it because I get some of the weirdest looks when I say a world without boring speakers, but really I think it's essential to understand first what is a vision, and a vision is a preferred future. Mm -hmm. And that's what my preferred future is, is to have a world without boring speakers, because I know that I've been in audiences before where the speaker forgot to value those of us in the audience. Sure. They forgot to show up for those of us. They were so impressed with themselves or impressed with their message or their knowledge or their expertise that they forgot to care about the reason they're even there, and the reason they're there is for the audience. So... You know, my my vision is kind of twofold because it's like, from an audience's perspective, as a member of an audience, I've sat in on a few too many really boring talks. And <laughs> Me too. Like, it, and it doesn't have to be that way. And I know that nobody gets up on stage going, Ooh, I want to be a boring speaker. How can I make it more boring? You know, um, however, what I have found is many people who are saying their speakers really aren't mm. or are maybe haven't been trained to be speakers. They have the knowledge, they have the expertise, but maybe they don't have uh, the skills that they need to really convey a dynamic message. And so that's one part of it is from an audience's perspective. And then the other part is from the perspective of the speakers themselves and having Something to share that's going to impact the lives of others. That's going to bring about change, or inspiration, or hope, or encouragement, or knowledge to in an audience. And so, I want to train speakers and communicators to be able to get their message out there in such a way that the audiences are totally captivated and connected. So that's why it's having a world without boring speakers because there are so many people who have a message that needs to be heard. Yeah,
1: and it's funny because I think... Um, and and everybody listening, we've all been present when someone's presenting and you're thinking, oh my God, put pins in my eyes. How am I going to last the hour, even 45 minutes while this person is up there? Um, You know, they don't make eye contact. They're very monotone. You want to kill yourself because you think I'm never going to stay awake. So that's a component. Um, And also, even if their message is really valuable, you're falling asleep. You're not getting it. And I just want to share Um, It's funny because I get feedback from my clients and I do evaluations at the end of my training because it really holds me accountable as well throughout the day. So I always get, I was surprised, been through training on this topic before, I learned something new, you were engaging, we had fun, whatever. And then people who have been present for other consultants, maybe similar topics to what I teach. They'll always come to me and say, you know, we have this one presenter, this trainer, whatever. And they stuck to their curriculum so strictly that if you asked a question, they were like, yeah, we don't have time for that. We're all literally stop and say, wait a minute. This is really important that you get this before I go on with the rest of the day. So even if I have to spend a little bit extra time on something and then you pull something else out, if someone's asking a question, you have to answer it because that's important at that moment so how many times have you sat through a speaker or a trainer where you've raised your hand and said hey I have a question how would you apply that concept and they don't have an answer for you they're good at teaching the theory but they're not good at teaching you how to use the theory so that's another glitch that I find um, very prevalent in at least in my industry as a consultant so do, do you find that as well
2: I do. I do find that and I Always try to, if I don't have the answer to the question being asked, I get that person's name and their contact information, and I say, I don't have an answer to that, but I know somebody I can connect you with that does that can help you or let me get that answer because sure. uh you know there are times when i get the questions where i'm like you know i honestly don't have a good i actually had that opportunity yesterday where somebody had a really good question and i didn't know the answer so i opened it up to the rest of the audience and throughout the audience we got great answers to the question yes. So I yep. think many times the speaker tries to think that they need to know everything and they don't. It's it's okay to not have the answer to the questions. Find out who in the room does. We don't have to be the smartest person in the room.
1: And uh, but I and, think I think Esther people feel that way if they're the speaker they have to know everything. And when I'm training if there's 20 30 people in the room I'll say, "Hey, beginning. Ask me a question. If I don't know the answer, I'm not not brilliant. We'll open it up. I'm sure that collectively you, you always come up with an answer. Every solution, every problem has a solution. You just have to sometimes talk about it.
2: Yep. Exactly. So i that's what I do. But, yeah, I mean, and there are people who don't really want, they're not approachable. And I loved how you said you take them off the script or you take them off topic and they can't, they, they shut right down. Oh, yeah. Uh, it reminds me of a trip my my family and I went on a few years ago and we took a tour. Uh, we were actually in California. We were out in the Mojave Desert and we took so a tour good. and our tour guide was amazing until we started asking him questions. And he didn't have time for our questions, and he just Ugh. realized we had questions that he didn't feel like answering, or maybe he didn't know the Ugh. answers, and he wasn't willing to help us with the answers. So he's just like, you know what, we're going to listen to music now. And <laughs> my husband and I are like, okay, just don't ta- he's good, as long as you don't ask questions or take him off script.
1: I think that's and terrible. So,
2: yeah, and so as a speaker, I think it's really important to be flexible. Yes. Uh, it's good to go in and have a planned message. Absolutely. But enough flexibility that you're able to actually interact and engage the audience at a level that's warm and approachable so that they feel like they can approach you with a question or a comment or any, you know, just that you're approachable. Because that's the, the flip side of that, too, is, is I've been an audience participant where um, the speaker was dynamic, the speaker was great, and I go up to the speaker afterwards to talk to them, and they don't want to be bothered with yes, you. And yes, that's always such a disappointment to me because it's like, well, from the stage, you seem like you cared about us, but now that I'm coming up afterwards to engage you in a conversation or to ask you a question, you don't have the time of day for me. You know, and, and you look that's, and you go, man, what's wrong with me that – This person doesn't have the time of day. So that's something that I really try to stress with my members and my clients is the importance to be warm and approachable. Don't be someone on stage that you're not going to be off stage because then that's called phony. It's funny. It's funny. I had...
1: I had uh, my husband and I had a, he had a business trip out in Vegas a couple of months ago and we went and one of the speakers was awesome and I looked at my husband and I go this guy's awesome uh, author of book whatever the book was and I said oh I have to read the book I just love him so as we walked out to go get a beverage he was walking in my direction so I extended my hands I you know I called his name and I said listen that was just an amazing presentation can't wait to buy your book I'm going to read it over the summer that's one of my summer reading books oh okay thanks and he just kind of kept walking just about shook my hand I looked at my husband I said I'm not buying his book <laughs> what a yeah. jerk <laughs> yeah
2: yeah and you know I guess yep. there are people who've risen to that level that they think they don't really I guess It's rude. need to be polite. You know, they don't need to be polite. And I am just, I refuse to become that person because um, what that does is that diminishes. Like you said, he was great. He gave a great message. You're ready to buy his book and read him and follow him and all of this stuff. And and one interaction where he's just plain rude just kind of takes anything he just said That might have been good and really kind of diminishes it to your like, ew.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What a big phony, you know, and that, and and listen, people feel it, just people feel it. Now, I just, I have another question. You you said that you, you know, this vision, right, to um, empower everybody to be really a dynamic speaker. How do you intend to accomplish that? That's a pretty big vision. I love it. I think it's a pretty big vision.
2: (laughs) So I intend to accomplish it one person at a time. one speaker at a time I uh have many speakers in my membership uh, where, you know, speakers directory where they can get found by organizations seeking speakers. And it's just one person at a time and just kind of, you know, how you have to, like I personally have to hear things over and over. I'm always on a quest to learn and listen and grow from the experiences of others. So I'm always listening to podcasts and reading. I'm an avid reader. And, uh, you know, learning from other people on a regular basis and so that I can then pour into my clients sure. and my members, pour into them and inspire them to read and grow and listen to podcasts and keep going and never thinking that you have got it made. You know, uh, so there's always something to learn. There's always something to learn. And always thinking about the audience. Sure. Valuing them as people. The audience is made up of individuals, and every individual wants to feel valued.
1: You know, it's it's funny. I was doing a presentation once, and um, several it was a new client. Several people in the room, CEO was there, and they had a meeting. They had to leave by noon, and I thought I, I said to him, "Listen, I, I promise I'll have you. I'll be done by t- ten to twelve, so that you guys can you know go to the men's room, whatever you have to do before your lunch meeting." And the CEO kept looking at his watch throughout the presentation. So I, I politely went over and I said to him, "Listen, I promise you that I will not." not go over your time is valuable. I I Live and breathe, you know, uh, being mindful of people's uh, schedule. I promise you. And he looked at me, looked at the rest of the of his team, and said, "Wow, she practices what she preaches." Because one of the things I said, you know, your people have to be mindful when they're in their sales meetings of people's times. You can't go over just because you weren't succinct that day, you know. And so I was preaching that, and then I went over and re- really reassured him because it was a very important meeting for them, and he loved that. And I. Also Ultimately, got the business. Now, was it because of that? I don't know. But, but be mindful. People's time is valuable. You're presenting to them. If they don't understand what you're presenting or what you want them to do, why are you presenting? There has to be a call to action or something at the end of your presentation. So you can't just talk at people. I think that's crazy. We have to take a quick break. Um, Esther, but uh, when we come back, I want to know. You mentioned that you have members. What does it take to become a member? So, when we come back, if you can answer that, that'd be awesome, okay? Yes. All right, awesome. Thanks.
0: A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. So, next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732 888 1420. That's 732 888 1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com.
1: We are back. We are speaking with Esther Hughes, and we're really talking about communication, presentation skills, uh, being mindful of your audience so that you're not just speaking at them, but we're actually having a conversation in a sense. So what is it co- what does it take to become a member of uh, the Center for Elite Women Communicators?
2: So really what it takes is, it's threefold. It it takes a willingness to understand that, hey, I I can be better or I want to be better. And so mostly what it takes is a woman who is interested in getting her message out there and who has a powerful message. She has expertise to share. She has knowledge to share. She has inspiration to share. And so she wants to get out there and she wants to get the message. Out there to help her either build her business, her following, or just to inspire people toward action. Mm -hmm. So becoming a member really isn't complicated. It's any woman who wants to have her voice be heard, who wants to get trained to become a dynamic and engaging speaker. It is, uh, I focus mainly on entrepreneurs, authors, coaches, and leaders, and some of my members are actually uh, executive directors of nonprofits. Mm -hmm. Some of them are leaders within their own organization Mm -hmm. where they have to present maybe to boards or they have to do a lot of sales presentations. Some of my members are authors, and so therefore they want to get on a a speaking circuit or, you know, they want to get on the road and and speak so that they can sell their books. Uh, Others of them are entrepreneurs, so they have some expertise that they are willing to share from the stage so that they can help others who are learning and growing in their own quest in life roles. So membership really is not hard. I have three levels. I have an essential advantage level, which is for the women who are just starting out, maybe the people who don't love to speak but know that if they got out there and spoke more often, got in front of more people, that their credibility and visibility would be boosted greatly. Sure. So um, then I have a middle level that's for those women who have gotten out there and they've done a little bit of speaking, but they want to be better and they want to get more opportunities and they want to be better speakers. And then I have the higher level which is the elite level, and that is for the women who already have their marketing materials mostly in place to be speakers and they want to get on more stages, some bigger stages
1: in those. Do you help get them on the bigger stages?
2: I will feed them opportunities like as I get uh, speaking engagements or referrals, I will feed those to my members. My members come first uh, because I do get calls from like event planners or program chairs and they'll be like, I need a speaker who can speak about this topic. Mm -hmm. Do you have somebody? And so if I have somebody in my membership, I do connect them. And then I also feed them some of the national and international organization and association conferences, speaking speakers. I will feed that to my members as well. And uh, in the fall, I'll be launching a new level, a higher level of membership for the elite certified uh, speakers as well so that's coming out in the fall I'm really excited about that one that's cool man that's great I love it I love it it's all about networking right Esther so you're uh, yeah do you get to speak I, I do I speak quite often yeah and uh, really enjoy it and find that um, it fuels the soul for me. It really does. It fuels the soul and it's so rewarding, not because I'm so much on the stage speaking, but because of the results I see uh, from the people in the audiences, the stories I hear. Their stories, the results of sharing a message and having it impact them, and seeing what they go and do with it is just like ah! that's yeah. my greatest reward. Magic, it's like that. magic. And then yeah. It is, and also seeing my members. You know, I've I've coached people. I've had people in my workshops and my training programs who've come in and they're so timid, or they're not so timid. They're just not that great of speakers and I'm like you know what we can make this even better you want to make it better and you know always I rarely have someone saying well no I think it's good enough you know rarely there there are the occasions where someone thinks they're really good (laughs) Um, and (laughs) And they're usually the ones who are really bad (laughs) (laughs) and then you have the the people who are realistic going you know what I know I can be better because I'll tell you what Connie I know I can be better me too absolutely not saying that I'm not always giving it my best. I am giving it my best for what my best is right now. But I know that the more training, the more opportunities I have, I can be better. And I'm all about Absolutely. that. So I love to take ex- suggestions from other people who are further along. So, uh, so that people, you know, some of my members when when they come to me and after I work with them and I see them on stage, I just sit there like the proud mother, going, Absolutely. "That's my girl." That's my girl because that's what I knew she could do. I knew she could deliver this message, and Mm. she didn't know that yet. Yeah, they just need a confidence boost. They
1: yeah. do. Yeah. I, now, on the show, my main thing is always to give actionable things for people to take and start to play with. So what would you say is the most important thing or things for communicators, speakers, entrepreneurs, authors, coaches, and, and leaders? You did mention leaders because I have a lot of people who work for organizations and their leaders, they have teams, et cetera. So what would be the most important thing to remember whenever they're presenting or speaking in public or to a board or whatever the case may be.
2: Okay. So I have like a whole, (laughs) I have a whole list of things (laughs) that I really highly recommend for speakers. Number one, the number one thing is preparation. Oh, yes. I cannot preach preparation enough. And I still feel like people like look at me like, really, you can't just wing it? There are a few people, there are a few people who have mastered the art of winging it. They are most likely not you. Those people are the biggest, greatest, they can, they're celebrities. And I don't mean celebrities in Hollywood, I mean celebrities in um, the marketplace.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They're, you know, I, I don't want to name, put names out there. I'm just saying they're most likely not us. I'm not somebody I can, if I had to wing it, I possibly could. I choose not to because my audience is more valuable to me than that. Mm -hmm. So preparation is the key. And by preparation, I mean making your message as clear and concise and simple as possible. Don't clutter it up with a bunch of stuff make it really simple. It's the old uh-huh. saying, it's
1: the old saying Esther, people don't plan to fail, people fail to plan. And, and yeah, that really and, and uh, you know, you when I ch- you yeah, plan
2: plan plan plan, Oh, no, by the way, plan again, because <laughs> the better prepared to go with the the preparation and the planning, the other piece of that, and this mm-hmm. is a piece that I keep seeing over and over gets uh, disregarded, practice, mm. practice, practice. Yeah, and yeah. not so you can be perfect, because nobody wants perfection. Nobody expects perfection. Right. We, we don't expect perfection. We do expect that you've taken the time to prepare and practice. And I was just at an event a couple of months ago where the speaker prepared. She probably prepared. Mm. to be honest. And mm. and understandably so, she had some great content to deliver, an awesome message. But in her over-preparation, she forgot to put in the time for practicing. Ugh. And it was just, to me, so very, very obvious. I'm like, she over-prepared and didn't have time to practice. Ugh. And so I just can't stress enough. I say practice eight times. Sure. Whenever I'm going to speak, I practice eight times. I record it so that I can listen to it on my way to the event. And is it because I love to hear myself talk? No. As a matter of fact, I really hate to hear myself talk.
1: I know. Me too. Yeah, me too. It's so that I
2: can get the main points in my mind. It has nothing to do with hearing myself talk. It has to do with what I told the audience I would deliver I want to make sure that I come and deliver it. And so, therefore, for me, it's not an act of memorization because I I don't believe memorizing is the thing. But I do think when you practice your topic, you've prepared, you've practiced, and you're passionate about your topic, you can deliver in such a way that is so compelling and engaging that your audience is just, like, mesmerized.
1: Yeah. Well, also the practice, Esther, Esther helps with the timing. You can time it and whittle out the unimportant. And that, I think, helps. The practice helps with the timing, which helps with the clarity of the message.
2: Such a great point, Connie. Yeah. Such a great point, because that is the other piece that I'm constantly preaching, too, is never go over. If you've been asked to speak 60 minutes, prepare for 60 minutes, but be ready to only speak 45 minutes. Because, invariably, events go over. You're almost always running late, and you don't want to be the reason they're running late. That's right. So when the event planner comes up to you and says, oh, my gosh, we're running over, can you condense it to 45 minutes, you say, yes. Yes, I can. And you stick to that because, like you had mentioned earlier, you mentioned the importance how you went over to the CEO and said, I promise you, we're not going to go over. And that is just so important is to not go over to keep your audience there longer than what they're expecting. So practicing totally helps with that. So it's preparation, it's practicing, and it's always, always thinking of your audience members thinking of their needs and what you've promised them and making sure you deliver that.
1: You know, it's funny. I, I had, um, I did a speaking engagement uh, in March and the, the, uh, traffic. There was a very bad accident. So where we were having the speaking engagement was like at the hub of all of these roads that were affected by this very, very bad accident. So we started uh, about 10 minutes late because we were trying to give people who had signed up. We had a sign-in sheet. We had names who, who was in attendance, who, who was planning to attend. And I was like, oh, I think we got to wait a few minutes. You don't want half of the people coming in late. So, right. you know, we kind of took a pulse and everybody was like, yeah, the traffic was bad. You know, we should wait. So everybody was in agreement, which was lovely.
0: But now at yeah. the end,
1: I had myself and someone else spoke. And at the end, it ended up instead of me having 45 minutes, I had a half hour. So, but I thought, yeah, these are all entrepreneurs. They need to get out of here on time because I know they have meetings or other scheduled things in their day. I'm not going to be the one to make them go late so I, I, did, I cut mine to 30 minutes and I got everybody out on time because it's everybody has things to do, it's not all about me it's not all about you um, the ideas, you, and then anybody that wanted to stay I didn't run out, I said listen uh, we're done, but anybody has a question, absolutely come up to me we could schedule a conference call time you know, whatever, it's not your fault you know, that we, we ran out of time as right. well, so you make yourself available and and it was funny because more than half the people ended up staying and we were just all chatting
2: in a group and asking questions but that was their choice not mine absolutely yeah and you know what that that's another really good point now here's a bad accident that was at the center of all roads leading to your event yeah you know what those things happen and that's why it's also really important to always remain flexible And to not get uptight, I mean, here's someone's life's on the line or, you know, something totally out of anybody's control. And um, you're just hoping that it's not one of your participants or attendees who's been affected by it. But always, you know, just remaining open and flexible, to me, has... really just served me so well is to not get uptight and upset over things that are out of our control. And, and you know what I think Esther too is that like again
1: that type of situation that it's something beyond your control. It is what it is. Deal with it right at the moment. Yeah. But I think if I had kept them later and thought oh well we ran late because right. of the accident. I'm going to take 10 extra minutes. I think they would have bolted. But because I yeah. said to them hey man listen I, I know you guys got places to be. You've got to run your businesses. I'm cool with that. You, can, you have my card. Email me. I'm happy to schedule a conference call. This wasn't your fault. They all stayed because I was mindful of their time and they probably thought, I don't really have to be. I, I can give another 20 minutes. And we ended up extending, again, not formally, but those that wanted to chat with me, we were able to do that. So I believe that when you're respectful, if people really do have wiggle time, they'll come and they'll talk to you. Um, you, you have to it's all about them. That's why you're presenting. You need whoever in the audience to make or break whatever your message is.
2: Yeah, you, and and such a great thing that you did. I mean, that is really, I think, a key for any of our listeners today to hear is that, you know, you set the tone. Oh, for the absolutely. Event. Absolutely, and that's a really powerful place to be. Is when you, when you are able to set the tone, and the tone is one of openness and flexibility, and being mindful of those in attendance. So yeah,
1: that's- it's all about respect. You know, Esther, for me, yeah. when I speak, I'm I'm truly respectful of those in the audience. I am grateful that they've shown up and they're paying attention and they're not looking at their phones. And you know, all, when they're present, I I. It holds me accountable to be more present, if you will, because they're there to hear my message and I need them for business, whatever it is, um, you know, at that moment. But it's, it's so important to be respectful of people's time and that they're present with you, be present with them. Now, we're out of time, but I, I do know you have a free gift for everybody. Woo-hoo, we love free gifts on the show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> can you tell us what it is and how they could get it? Yes, so my free gift for anybody who's listening is I have a book, and it's Communicate Confidently and get what you want in life. It's a free ebook. Let me stress that it's a free, short, really simple and concise ebook called "Communicate Confidently and Get What You Want in Life." And you can get a copy of the free ebook by going to Esther at or I'm giving you my email. Going to EliteCommunicators.com, and that is EliteCommunicators.com, and you will see. Uh, A yellow bar pop-up or a little pop-up where it will say, you know, you can get a free copy of the book. Also, if you go to the About page at EliteCommunicators.com backslash About, you'll see a video about Elite Communicators, and you'll also see right in the right-hand corner, you'll see uh, a tab that says Get Your Free Ebook and it's communicate confidently and get what you want
1: in life. awesome. Now guys, I, some people listen to to the show commuting, so for those of you please don't try to write this down. I will as usual my, my habit I just found uh, from feedback that I had received that I always put Esther um, the email address and the website on the web talk radio platform. So everybody I promise I'll put the elitecommunicators.com on the website the web talk radio under my show our Protective change, and I will also put uh, Esther's email, which is Esther at elitecommunicators.com, and that's communicators with an S, guys, and Esther is E S T H E R. But again, I'll post that on the website. Last thing everybody before we end the show please please send me your uh, stories your frustrations um, how I can help you if you'd like me to cover a topic I promise I will search high and low and find someone to come on that would be able to speak to whatever topic or uh, information that you're looking for for yourself or your organization so email me directly at Connie at Whitmanassos.com that's w-h-i-t-m-a-n-a-s-s-o-c.com and i I read the emails uh, personally, so definitely shoot me an email. Again, I'll post uh, Esther's information so you guys can uh, get the free ebook. Thank you so much for offering that, Esther. I really appreciate that. And thank you so much for being on the show and I think sharing some uh, critical information as far as the, uh, the steps of, of preparing, um, you know, practicing, being mindful of the time, and um, what? There was a fourth one. What was the fourth one? Oh, and think about the audience. Always think about the audience. Mm-hmm. So thank you again uh, for being on. Just, just so much fun. I love having, having you guys on. It goes so fast, but I think we covered some good to- content in the half hour. Everybody, I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and realize that change, change is probably easier than we usually think. Thanks again for joining me. You've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thanks, and have a wonderful and inspired week. And if you have a presentation coming up, I wish you uh, the best. I hope you use these skills and go out and kick some butt. Be
2: well, everybody.
0: You've been listening to the Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. But I can't-